Hello, good morning, good afternoon to those who are tuning in to the show. Once again, I am your host, Tavares Wilson, and I always get the last word. And we're going to jump right into it, guys. We're going to jump into, excuse me for the brief pause, but we're going to jump right into some NBA news that we all seen. Now, as we all know, shockingly, LaMarcus Aldridge was a favorite to be landed by the Miami Heat or the LA Lakers. But things took a swing, it took a turn for the better for the Nets, and he is running the Brooklyn Nets. Now, the Brooklyn Nets, and for the fact for you guys, they have five players who all totaled out to more than 40 All-Star appearances and over 10 All-NBA appearances. Absolutely, absolutely monstrous, man. They now have Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, James Harden, Blake Griffin, and LaMarcus Aldridge. And that's not even counting DeAndre Jordan, who was a former All-Star himself. Absolutely monstrous lineup, man. These guys have over amount of talent right now, man. It's just, it's just scary to think about, man. They should be clear as day the favorites to win not only the East, but to win it all. I mean, you got three guys who go for 30 each and every night. Now you got another guy who get you 20 and 10 a night. And then you got another guy who get you 14 and 8 a night. I mean, it's just, you now have five consistent players. I know a lot of people want to say that Blake Griffin and LaMarcus Aldridge are washed. I mean, all we have to do is go look at LaMarcus Aldridge's numbers. Now, Blake Griffin has not impressed much than anybody of late, but with Lamarcus Aldridge, man, I mean, I'm not, I'm not understanding why some people say he's washed. Okay, hold on, let me, let me pull up his numbers really, really quick. Okay, Lamarcus Aldridge's numbers. This is just this season: 13, 13, 14 points, basically five rebounds, forty-six percent from the field, thirty-six. I mean, he's only played eighteen games. You know, he's only playing 26, 25 minutes. But all we got, we could look at his past season right here from, excuse me, from 2019. He, he averaged 18.9. And then for the rebounds, excuse me, looking for the total rebounds. He averaged seven and a half rebounds. The year before that, 21 points, nine rebounds. I mean, this is a... He simply didn't want to play for the Spurs anymore, man. I think people don't realize how underwhelming a player can play when he doesn't want to be in a situation anymore. I mean, look at James Harden. James Harden went on the stretch where he literally didn't score 20 points. He hasn't done that in, I think, at that point in time, he hasn't done that since he was in in an OKC uniform, man. He hasn't done that in years. But he did it because he didn't want to no longer give his all to that team. So it it just makes sense that Lamarcus Aldridge and Blake Griffin didn't play their absolute best with these teams. It just it just makes sense to me. Now, with that being said, man, Blake Griffin, LA now both going to Brooklyn. It's absolutely going to get scary for the East, man. Only honestly, all honestly, man, the only teams I can see compete with them right now is the Bucks and the Heat. Cause the Heat, I love the pick up by Event Oladipo. I absolutely loved it. Good, a good two-way player was an All NBA player. You know, All Defensive player, All Star caliber player. He's he could give you 20, 20 to twenty-two points a night. I think he's underrated. I think he is a bit inconsistent. 
I've always been a fan of Victor Oladipo. I've always said that he can be a more consistent scorer. I still feel as if he could be. But I think he's by far better than what they had. I think he's by far better than Tyler Hero. I think he's by far better than Duncan Robinson. You know, these these aren't guys who are the same talent as he is. And, and is, he just isn't, to be honest with you. And I mean, this year alone, he's averaging... 20 points per game, almost 21 and with five assists and rebounds. I mean, to me, this is a guy who is legit. I mean, they needed that other true scorer. Jimmy Butler isn't a great number one scorer option. I love Jimmy Butler to death, but he, he, he can't be a number one scorer option. He just can't. Now that you add Vito Oladipo in, now you can split the ways between the two because he's proven he can be a number one scoring option. He did it with the Pacers and a little bit with the Magic. He, he's done it. So it's not that he can't be that. Now you get him, now you get Jimmy Butler become the second scoring option. He plays off the ball more, which he's better at. He's absolutely phenomenal at finding cut lanes. He's good at cutting to the basket. That's, that's Jimmy Butler. That is him. Now, then you also have Bam Adebayo, who has significantly improved his game. Because I've said last year, if he could develop a mid-range, a consistent 13, 14-footer shot, he'll be virtually unstoppable. Because he's already one of the most athletic bigs in the league. He's a really great rim protector, better than what he's given credit for. Now that he's added that to his game, and he's one of the better dribblers and ball handlers as a big, to me, he should there should have been a reason why he shouldn't give you 25 a night for the rest of his career. And to be honest with you guys, man, they have really, really good two-way players now. Victor Oladipo, Jimmy Butler, Bam Adebayo. You know, they can match up really well now, man. It's, it's scary to think about it because they have really good 3D guys. And I get off to the Bucks. I say the Bucks strictly because the Bucks already have the talent. I mean, Drew Holiday, to me... Still is a way significant upgrade over Eric Bledsoe. To this day, I would not understand why Skip Bayless said that there's not much of a difference between Drew Holiday and Eric Bledsoe. I completely concur and I completely disagree. Drew Holiday is day and night the better player. Chris Middleton is still one of the better underrated players in this league to me. Giannis Antetokounmpo is Giannis Antetokounmpo. He's self-explanatory, a two-time MVP and defensive player of the year. You know? And then to me, they still have a really good bench. So... To me, it just depends on how much they want to be able to keep putting in the work and how far they would go. Because to me, they're not missing a, a player. They're not. I mean, I think they... Brett Lopez is a very good rim protector. And he's a, he is a stretches the floor now. So that is important at the center position. He's a seven-footer who can shoot and protect the rim. I mean, now you got that. Then you got Giannis Antetokounmpo, who can also be a rim protector in his own respect. Now you got Chris Middleton, who's a longer, rangier guy, so he can defend multiple positions, and he's quicker on his feet. And then you got Drew Holiday, all-NBA defender, who Damian Lillard himself stepped as the best defensive guard in the league. So, I mean, you got multiple ways to come at these guys. And I said all that guys to say this. Those are the two teams I can see genuinely competing out in the East with the Brooklyn Nets. Now let's get off into another signing that occurred yesterday. It was Andre Drummond to the L.A. Lakers. Now, the Lakers are suffering from a lot of injuries right now. But the good thing about the Lakers, they snapped their two-game losing skid. And, I mean, four-game losing skid. And they actually just won two straight games, you know. 
Dennis Schroeder and, and Montrez Harrell has been coming up huge for these guys. And Kyle Kuzma, I've told people this all the time. I told them, if you give Kyle Kuzma the green light, if he's your second or first scoring option, he can give you Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown type numbers. People call me crazy when I said that. He's the same talent as Jason Tatum and, and Jalen Brown. I don't think he's the same defensive player they are, but he is a better rebounder than both guys. To me, he came in as a more natural shooter than both guys. Jason Tatum, I believe, is the better shooter out of the three right now. But he already had his offensive game. You know, these guys progressively got better. If Kyle Kuzma, say Kyle Kuzma was to play for the Chicago Bulls right now, he was would have been the second best player behind Zach Levine at the time. Now it's Nikola Vukovic, but say if it was just him and Zach Levine, Kyle Kuzma would have arguably been an all-star by now because he, he has the offensive talent, and his defense has significantly improved, and his rebounding has significantly improved. I mean, look at these numbers he posted last night. 21 points, 11 rebounds, 4 assists. I mean, come on, man. These are these are consistent number two scoring options. I mean, even even on a, a good even on a good night, he could be a one. I mean, to me, it just shows that he has the capability of stepping up to the plate when needed. And it's crazy to me that people don't see that because it just tells me you're not watching the game. I mean, the Lakers literally converted him into a spot-up shooter with LeBron and Anthony Davis. And, and rightfully so. He's playing behind two of some of the best in the league right now. So he's naturally going to take a back seat to those two guys. They both play a forward position that he plays. So, of course, he's going to take a back seat to them. But, I mean, I'm glad they kept him. I'm glad that he's starting to get the opportunity he deserves with LeBron and AD out, unfortunately. But, with that being said... These guys went out and got Andre Drummond. Now they have their rim protector back that they desperately needed. Mark Gasol, to me, simply was not the answer. I've said that on multiple occasions. Mark Gasol was a terrible signing. And now he's going to be behind not only just not only just Andre, Andre Drummond. He's going to be behind Montrez Harris as well. He may be in the game along with Montrez Harrell, being the fact that he is the better rim protector between the two players. And I think Montrez is a little bit more quicker on his feet, so he can guard forwards. So they can possibly mix that in. So, but we'll see. I think the Andre Drummond signing for the Lakers is absolutely phenomenal. I think these guys needed a rim protector. They needed a consistent rebounder. They now have that. And once Anthony Davis and LeBron James come back for the playoffs, hey, the sky's going to be the limit for this team, man. And... Teams out west are going to fear them once again, and they have a very, very good chance to win it all again, in all honesty. And now, guys, we're going to get off into some NFL news, man. And some NFL news that I wanted to speak on briefly was, first and foremost, the... <clears throat> excuse me. I just had to clear my throat. First and foremost, the sign of the T.Y., the re-sign of T.Y. Hudson to the Colts. Reports had came out and said that he could have signed a bigger deal and better deal with the Baltimore Ravens. But he turned down the deal to stay in the, with the Colts. And a lot of people gave, a lot, I mean, a lot of people gave flack to Lamar Jackson and things like that. And to me, it's not about Lamar Jackson. It's not. 
to me, it's about the Ravens' play style and a receiver wanting to go there and, and knowingly knowing he's going to be more of a blocker more than not than a pass catcher. I mean, it, it, it's a commitment that you have to make. And that's why I honestly thought I was going to go for Kenny Galladay. Because to me, Kenny Galladay is the perfect fit for them. Kenny Galladay and Juju Smith-Schuster, who they did go after in Juju, but he ultimately signed with the Steelers. Kenny Galladay was the second best, if not the first best thing they could have got. And I didn't even hear reports about them offering him anything. And to me, that's just crazy to think that they didn't even offer him a deal. And it's, it's disappointing due to the fact that you you literally with this entire offseason and all you got was Sammy Watkins. I mean, don't get me wrong. Sammy Watkins, by the stretch of the imagination, is nowhere near a bad receiver. But he's he's not a number one anymore. He's he's just not. He's not the serial that you thought you were getting out of Clemson. He's made one Pro Bowl in his career. I think he's made. I think he's been an All Pro one time as well. So he's just not the guy that the Bills had drafted a while ago, who they thought they were getting. You know, he's he's just not. I mean, he still can take the top off of a defense. He's still one of the fastest in the league. He's still a great deep threat, so I would give him that. I still believe that he's one of the better route runners, but he he just doesn't command the number one receiver option anymore for me, at least. And it's just, it's crazy to think, man. And in all honesty, I think the Ravens failed once again to bring in actual help to Lamar Jackson. I think St. Marcus is a dramatic upgrade. But still, nonetheless, they could have done better. And now, guys, I want to talk about a little bit of the trade offers that occurred these past couple days. So as you all know, the Miami Dolphins traded their number three pick to the San Francisco 49ers. And in exchange, the 49ers sent the 12th pick. They sent two future first-round picks, the 2022 and 2023. And they sent... I believe they sent another second-round pick as well. No, they sent a third-round pick for the 2022 season. Excuse me. And through that, the, the Dolphins traded away the 12th pick. They traded away the 12th pick. And they traded away the 2023 pick to the Eagles to get the sixth pick back in the draft. So now the Dolphins have, they have four first-round picks. They have no excuse me. They have five first round picks the next five. I mean, next three years, guys. They have two. They got four first second round pick. Excuse me, I can't speak English today. They have four first second round picks the next three years, and it's just they're just stacking capital. And to me, this either screens one or two things, and it's obviously screening one or two things. One, they are making, they're going to put together an enormous package for Deshaun Watson. Because all the, don't get it twisted. All these legal things that are occurring currently right now for him, they're not going to stop any team from pursuing him. Because for one, teams see that they are just civil suits. These people are just trying to get money out of this guy. And they're really pressing charges that he harassing them, harassing them, excuse me. They would have filed a charge right now. No one has filed a charge. Out of all the 22 women, I believe it is, no one has filed one charge against him. They're only suing him for money, basically. Secondly, 
It's not a coincidence, and I will say it again. It's not a coincidence that this same lawyer, lawyer references all 22 of these women that that same lawyer is tied to the McNair family. It, it, it's not a coincidence. I know people want to make it one, but it's not. It's just not. These 22 women are not from the same places, and they all have the same six-figure lawyer who they all cannot afford. Absolutely, absolutely not a coincidence at all. It makes it bluntly, blatantly obvious, if you ask me, that this is a scam, some kind of scam. So, Dolphins may pursue Deshaun Watson, who I hope they do as a Dolphin fan. I want them to get Deshaun Watson. And not only just that, guys, it can simply mean that they're putting together a lot of pieces to trade from higher picks and get better players. To me, those are the two things right there. I don't believe they're going to stay put with all of these picks and just draft. I don't I don't believe that for a second. Because first and foremost, the Dolphins have not been good at drafting in the first round in a long time, guys. So I wouldn't, I, it's not that I don't trust Chris Greer, but I'm not a believer in the Dolphins' first round picks the past couple years. I mean, think about it. Let's look at some of the past first round picks for the Dolphins. You include this year, you had Tua, Noah Igmanogany, and Austin Jackson. Three picks, they all were either so-so or bad. Pick before that, I believe it was Christian Wilkins, if I'm not mistaken. He's been so-so. I mean, he's he's gotten better, but he's been so-so. He, he wasn't worth the pick you picked him at, that's for sure. The other pick after before that, Mika Fitzpatrick. He became an all-pro in another team. So, I can't sit here and credit the Dolphins for making a great pick when he literally blossomed with another team. I mean, yeah, he had a good rookie campaign with us, but again, you can't take credit for another man's work. They converted him into an all-pro. You didn't. Pick before that, I believe it was... Who was it? Charles Harris. Terrible pick. No need to even speak about that anymore. Charles Harris isn't even in the league anymore. Okay, that Charles Harris may have been, may have been before Minka or after. I'm not sure of the exact order, but I know for sure he was our first round pick. Then you had Devontae Parker again, not a great pick for you. Then Ryan Tannehill again, not a great pick for you. He looks way better with the Tennessee Titans, so you can't take credit for what he's doing now because you didn't develop in him to become that. So I said all that, guys, to say this. Those are seven picks that I just gave you in the past couple of years that the Dolphins selected in the first round. And none of them have panned out for the Dolphins, at least not this far. I mean, I'm not going right off tour and Austin Jackson and Noah Ibanagini just yet. Yeah, it's been one year. I mean, they had no training camp, no nothing. So I'm, I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt. Of course, they, they were rookies. But these other guys, I'm not giving them the benefit of the doubt. Christian Wilkins, maybe, since he hasn't improved. But Devontae Parker, you know what he is at this point. Ryan Tannehill, he ain't on the team for a reason. Mika Fitzpatrick, he ain't want to be there for a reason. You know, so they just have to improve on those things for me. So that's why I truly believe they are going to trade for Deshaun Watson. Because I think Chris Greer and Brian Flores know, listen, man, we haven't been exactly the best at drafting in the first round. We've actually hit on way more second second day picks than we did on any first day pick. So why not just roll the dice with our second and third rounders? I mean, that's what we found our best player on the team is Xavier Howard. Raekwon Davis, who gritted out to be the second best run stopper and defensive tackle 
in the defensive tackle, excuse me, in the league. You know, that's where we find these guys. That's where we find our starting safety, Bobby McCain. You know, why not? Why not just roll the dice on the second, third round picks? Why not just give up all the first round picks that we have? You know, we could tra- even if you don't give up all the first round picks, you could trade away four first round picks right now. You could trade two twos and a third. That is, you're giving two, you're giving seven picks up for Deshaun Watson. Why not do it? I'm just looking at it. Why not do it? And then you still will have a first and a second this year. You'll still have a, you'll still have a second next year, and you'll still have a first the year after that. I don't see why not do it. Now, guys, I'm gonna get into a little segment that I like to call the players exclusive, and this is something that a good friend of mine that I could work with, a good colleague of mine named Hunter, actually came up with with me to just spice up the show a little bit. So we're going to get off into the player segment and what exactly that means. So the player segment, guys, that's basically basically saying that, you know, I'm going to give you all a brief background of a player who is one of the most notable names and likable names you know, and then I'm going to tell you all his name at the end. Now, this guy was born December 30th, 1984 from Akron, Ohio. You know, he plays in the NBA. He's a professional who is widely considered one of the greatest of all time. He's been awarded National Basketball Association Championships, Most Valuable Player. And also, he's, he's like I said again, he's born and raised in Akron, Ohio. He was a known prodigy since elementary school. He was named Ohio's Mr. Basketball High School Player of the Year three times while leading Akron St. Venus St. Mary High School to the three of Ohio State Championships in four in a four-year stretch. He became a national media sensation in his junior year after appearing on the cover of Sports Illustrated, guys. A junior on Sports Illustrated, where he was billed the chosen one. You know, despite all this, growing up in a single mother household, no father figure, growing up in Akron where a lot of people know isn't the best or ideal situations for a child. And despite the pressure that was brought upon him, this guy went into his first season one rookie of the year. And who is this guy, guys? This is LeBron James, as you all may have already known. But this is a guy that overcame obstacles that wasn't supposed to be where he is. LeBron James overcame... Many obstacles, such as not having a father, first and foremost. I know that firsthand and how that can impact you. Secondly, growing up in a terrible neighborhood where you're literally gift-wrapped a bad situation to make it even worse. Again, I know exactly what that is, and I know how it feels to endure that type of pain and situation. And knowing that you're in a situation you're in and you can't help your mother or your family become better. So, he only he had one way out, and he excelled at it. You know, he took advantage of his opportunity, came into the league where he was born and raised for the team, Cleveland, you know, history, you know what happened there, what occurred. So went to Miami and then came back to Cleveland. So this is a guy who's given this city his all throughout high school, middle school, and now the NBA. So player segment one, down to LeBron James. Please, guys, comment below if you like that section. I will be more detailed and further and further interviews and not interviews, excuse me, but in further segments I will do. I just simply 
breeze through LeBron because I knew majority of people would know exactly what I was talking about once I said the kid from Akron, basically. So if you guys enjoyed that, though, please let me know. Comment below your thoughts and what you uh, think I should do if you want me to continue doing that. And first and foremost, guys, I want to thank you for tuning in to the show once again. Be sure to like, subscribe to the channel. I am here Monday and Wednesday. Do not forget that. I am on YouTube, Spotify, Apple, things of that nature. And thank you all for your time once again. And I'll see you all in the next episode.